Welcome to Sisters Inc., our podcast for and about women entrepreneurs, brought to you by Black Enterprise. I'm your host, Elisa Gums. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in America. And on every episode of Sisters Inc., we'll sit down with one successful CEO and share how she slays the challenges of being a Black woman in business. Today's episode is all about locking in repeat customers. We're chatting with Dana Hill Robinson, founder of Cocotique, the first beauty subscription box for women of color, which in eight years has shipped more than 250,000 boxes to eager customers waiting to discover their next favorite product. Welcome to Sisters Inc., Dana, and thanks so much for sitting down with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. You've always been into fashion and beauty. Before you were an entrepreneur, you worked for fashion brands and fashion magazines, such as Calvin Klein, Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, Fat Farm, Rockaware. I'm sure you have some stories, but where did that passion come from? The passion for fashion actually came from my father. My father was a huge, huge fashion addict. It's funny enough, um, you wouldn't think, you know, he was a you know big manly man, so you really wouldn't think that he would be into fashion. Um, but he always, you know, had like amazing suits and a matching hat and a matching shoe. And, you know, he just really was well put together. And so from, you know, seeing that growing up, that sort of, you know, definitely ignited my passion for fashion. And um, in high school, I was, you know, in the modeling club and um, I actually wrote in my uh, high school yearbook, I was going to, you know, work in fashion, go to New York and work in fashion. And that's what I did. <laughs> and where did the passion for beauty come from? I would say that came from my mom. Um, I didn't actually grow up with my mom, um, so I was such a tomboy, but when I would go to visit her and, um, you know, seeing her with her makeup and all the beauty products, and uh, I was just so fascinated by it all because I wasn't used to having that around me on an everyday basis. And also, my mom lives in Europe, so it was that, that extra um, uh, fascination with products that I couldn't find in America. And... Um, she used a lot of uh, Indonesian natural remedies. She's from Indonesia. So different hair oils and things like that. So it just, you know, I fell in love with it. <laughs> and uh, here I am now, you know, in my 50s with my own company where I, you know, have this company that suggest products for people. And it's just been my passion. I was that person amongst my friends, amongst my family, you know, telling people, oh, you know, try this, try that. So now I turned it into my business. So, yeah. You were the go-to person. Everyone came to you for the recommendations. I was and still am. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a successful career in fashion. You said in your yearbook, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to work in fashion. You did just that. Why did you choose to go into business for yourself? And where did the idea specifically for Coco Tea come from? Sure. Well, um, for me, being in, control, being in control of my destiny um, is, you know, very important. And that's the main reason I started my own company. Uh, I didn't want to feel um, subject to the whims of working for a company. And, you know, one day you don't have a job. You know, and so 
starting my own company, it came naturally uh, for me. Um, I would say too, instead of asking for a seat at the table because I was not in the beauty industry, I decided to create my own table, which is Coco Teak. And so instead of having to start at the bottom and build my way up, I decided to start my own company um, in the beauty industry. And actually prior to that, I started a consultancy uh, doing marketing and PR uh, for various um, jewelry companies and beauty companies and uh, some fashion companies as well. So I would say too that I've always sort of, I've been independent in the sense of even as a child, my mother told me at two years old, I wanted to dress myself. I was very adamant, like I can do this myself. So I've always been, been strong-willed um, and independent and determined. And all of those qualities are what you need um, in your entrepreneurial journey. So they serve me you know, very well. <laughs> and so I would say that um, you know, sort of, I, I, I wanna say I was kind of like born with the tools to, to run my own company. And what about the idea for Coco Teak? Did it like come to you in a flash as an aha moment, inspiration? Well, actually, um, you know, being a beauty product junkie, I had subscribed to several subscription boxes, but really wasn't satisfied with the products I was receiving because they weren't geared towards women of color. And so, you know, it just was an easy, um, you know, the idea just came to me, why not do my own box? At the time, there weren't many boxes out there um, speaking to black and brown women. And so I felt I filled that void. I did a lot of research into the marketplace and saw you know, what was missing. And it took about a year or so before, uh, or a year, maybe a year and a half from the idea being born to the actual birth of Coco Teak. I think on the consumer side, we all understand subscription boxes. Each month you get a box in the mail. For Coco's Teak, subscribers get five to eight curated, full and travel size, beauty, self-care, and lifestyle products. Um, but it's the business model that people don't necessarily understand. So can you explain for everyone out there how exactly the subscription box business model works and why you chose that approach? Sure. Well, there's there's different ways to approach the business. Some companies, um, subscription box companies, actually go out and purchase the products um, for the boxes. That could be they could be purchasing it at cost, or um, of course at a very low amount. My business is um, based on the platform where we provide a marketing service to our brand partners, so we don't buy the product we get the product free in exchange for advertising and marketing support. So participating in the Coco Teak box by our brand partners is kind of like an advertising for them. So that time that they're in the box, all of the added value that we um, put in place while they're in the box, for example, we do an inside the brand feature, which is a detailed um, Q&A story about your brand, which we post on our website. We share that on all of our social media platforms. Um, we also offer the opportunity for our brand partners to get insights um, from our subscribers, which is really great information to help them as they're creating new products or deciding how to market their products. So we provide value to our brand partners. 
So that's how we, that's the model that we um, utilize, which is great because, you know, if you're some companies that are going out and spending X amount of dollars on the actual product, you know, it hurts their bottom line. So, yeah. I think I answered that, the whole question, did I? Or <laughs> Well, uh, the, the second part of that was why you decided to uh, pursue a subscription box as uh, your particular uh, business model. Well, one thing that's um, a plus with subscription boxes is that you have uh, ongoing recurring revenue that you know is coming. Um, of course, you know, you, there is a, a certain amount of churn that happens every month, but you forecast what that is and you basically what you do is you're advertising and you're getting new customers in order to um, supplement that churn. So the main reason, well, one of the main reasons too is, it's that surprise and delight for customers in getting their subscription box. And it's like, they're getting this gift, this gift every month. And so with that also in terms of um, keeping your customers um, as opposed to like say another business, that surprise and delight and that, you know, that reoccurring gift that's coming every month helps to um, solidify that customer relationship and makes the business, I'm not going to say easier, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it does create that sense of urgency and that sense of demand with the customer built in and it's built into the business model. I want to go back to something that you said, because you mentioned that there are multiple ways to approach it and that um, the way you guys approach it was by making partners out of the brands as opposed to buying the products. How difficult was it for you to get brand partners on board at the beginning? You were a new company. You mentioned you hadn't worked in the, the beauty space before, so it's not like you had a track record that you could take to them, um, but you were successful at it. So tell us how. Well, my background is in public relations, so and and I'm very determined and persistent. <laughs> so, you know, with those qualities, you know, I was able to tell my story. What we did first to build the foundation for Cocotique before we actually launched was creating a presence on social media. So what we did was we connected with different bloggers at the time, beauty bloggers, and we began giving away, running contests with them and giving away our three-month subscriptions to the box um, that could be used once the box was launched. And so by that, we began building the foundation for the company and brands took notice and wanted to know, you know, who's Cocotique. Um, so that was one of the ways. Um, another way was I did have some contacts within the beauty industry. So I reached out to people that I knew and those were some of the first ones that came on board um, in that first box. And then from there, it just grew. And it's about, um, you know, being persistent, um, putting together an amazing deck that explains how important the Black consumer is in the beauty industry and how much we spend <laughs> and, you know, why you want to get your products in front of us. So using all of that intel um, and also being very persistent, that's what helped me to build those relationships with brands, cold calling brands. And, you know, here we are now, we work with over 350 brands. 
And a lot of them actually um, repeat, um, have repeat participation in the box when they're coming out with the new product lines or um, going into a different, sometimes, for example, there might be a brand that's going into a retailer and they want to get the word out that they're in that retailer. So they'll participate in the box so that they can push them, push the uh, subscribers to shop at that retailer. You pointed out that one of the pros of subscription boxes is the recurring revenues. Um, and so, of course, it's not about customers getting one box. You do offer a monthly subscription that can be canceled at any time, but you also sell three-month, six-month, 12-month subscriptions. And the whole nature of a subscription is that the customer is entering into a long-term relationship, really, with your brand. So what are some of the ways that you cultivate that relationship with your customers? Sure. Well, it's, you know, it's about building a community. Like we, we call our subscribers our Cocoa Bell, Bell. So that's how we refer to them. So, you know, it's about building that emotional connection. Um, we do that, you know, on social media where we make sure that we're responding quickly to any comments and inquiries. Um, we also have a very uh, strategic email marketing uh uh, strategy in place that helps us to stay in touch and communicate with our subscribers. Um, we, pro we provide tutorials, we do IG lives. So it's all about just making sure that they know that if they have, um, and also we survey our subscribers every month as well. And we listen to that information and put their um, suggestions in place. So we let them know that we, we want to hear what they have to say. Um, every month in the box, there is a personal message from me um, talking about what's in the box. I also like to give um, motivational messages and inspirational mantras each month. Um, sometimes we put them in our bags. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, it's, it's funny. Some of my subscribers you would think like if our box is late, that their prescription is late, you know, they're, they, like they need this. So, you know, we've created that, that demand, you know, and that, that, that need for the box. It sounds like there's also a lot of authenticity um, in it. That's what I was hearing as you were speaking with a personal message from you. You really are a beauty junkie. Like you really are also excited about these products and can speak firsthand about these products. Um, so how much of you, in that sense, do you put into the business? 100% of me. This is my passion. You know, this is my purpose. I remember, oh my goodness. So the first, you know, year, the first boxes that came out and I would see people doing unboxings, I would actually cry, you know, because, you know, it's like my, this is my baby. This is something where I still have the sketches I made of, you know, trying to figure out how I want this logo, how I want the things. I still have all of this like eight years later and I still get emotional talking about it because this is something that, you know, you think about in your head and this is in your head and to actually see it come into fruition and, and, and to come into people's lives and to make them so attached to it and so emotion, have this emotional connection to it. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's indescribable how that feels. And um, so when you say how much of me, hundred percent. This is my baby. This is, I don't have children. <laughs> I have a kitten now, but this <laughs> you have a kitten and Coco Teak. <laughs> a, kit, a kitten. I have a kitten <laughs> and Coco Teak. Yes. Right. 
So the, the other thing that I want to point out about the business model um, is that it opens the door to future sales. If customers like a product in their box, they can shop for it on cocoteep.com. Um, and clearly that's working as 95% of your subscribers buy products they discover through the box and almost 93% of them make a repeat purchase. Those numbers are incredibly impressive. What are you doing to get that level of conversion? Well, I'm making sure that the, the products that I put in the box, I've tested them, I've tried them, and I know that these are quality products, and I know they're going to appeal to my subscriber base. And how I know that is because of um, the insights that we get from surveying our subscribers. And also because I, it's also things that I love. You know, and I've always been, again, I've always been that person to let my friends and family know what they should be using and what they should be um, trying. Because, you know, there's so much in the stores and in the marketplace that you just don't know what to get. You know, there's so much out there. So I, you know, my my idea was to provide a solution and to save my subscribers time and save them money. Um, they know that um, I'm a trusted source. And I can save the time for them and vet the products before they, they try it. So when you launched, subscription boxes were all the rage. Um, and I thought back then that they were going to be a passing fad, much like all of those flash sale sites. Do you remember those? Yeah. Like I used to have all like them. <laughs> I know. I used to have timers set like on my, I'm like, oh, you got to check this one at this time, whatever. Um Eight years later, many subscription boxes have come and gone, but you guys are still going strong. How would you say that you've achieved this longevity? Again, I, I go back to um, being resilient and being determined. And there, you know, there are going to be, of course, you know, peaks and valleys in your business. And you know, it's about having this, having a long-term goal. And just pushing, just keep on, I just keep on pushing. And, you know, there have definitely been times where I just think, oh my God, I can't do this anymore, you know? <laughs> and it's at those moments that you know that you're you're about to have a breakthrough. And uh, every time, it, 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 every time, like even I would say the pandemic as uh, difficult as it was, we actually thrived during the pandemic. Um, we tripled in our subscriptions. It was, it was uh, amazing. And so, um, again, I would say, you know, if, with any entrepreneurial endeavor, it's about being resilient, um, staying the course, um, and just not giving up, you know, not giving up. Of course, you know, you have to take into consideration, I mean, is, if the business is failing, then, you know, you, it's time to take a step back, but, um, yeah, I would say determination and resilience have really been what's helped me to um, be able to stay uh, top of mind in these eight years. And also listening to my consumer and also um, pivoting um, in doing things to make sure that the business stays um, relevant as well in terms of having the right products and um, you know, I was, there was a time where we actually had to raise the price because of the, the increase in uh, postal uh, uh, rates. And I was so nervous, like, how am I going to do this? But, you know, again, it was about communicating. So I let my subscribers know well in advance, this is coming, this is happening. 
I gave them the opportunity to be grandfathered in to keep their lower rates and um, also offered some discounts on top of that. And it actually went quite smoothly. It went very smoothly. So I think, again, having good communication um, you know, with your customers and building that trust and building that authenticity is uh, important to you know, keeping them on board um, for a long-term basis. I'm so glad you mentioned the pandemic because I was planning to ask you about the company during that time. It makes total sense to me that you would have grown. Um, everyone was at home. Everyone was getting things by mail. No one was shopping in the stores. Everyone was paying lots of attention to self-care and skin care. And um, anything that came that was a surprise and delight was very, very welcome. But as you mentioned, there were a rise in the postal costs. Um, there are a ton of pandemic related delays in shipping now. And so how have you as a small business navigated the logistics of shipping um, since it's like the basis of your business model? Sure. Uh, again, um, I'll go back to having open communication. So it's just being honest. Instead of just having the box show up late, let them know. Send out an email. Just want to let you know. Um, your box is going to be a week late. There have been situations where there are supply chain issues with my brand partners and the, they, the products arrive very late to my warehouse. So that was you know, part of the reason why we were shipping late. And it's just keeping them abreast. And they appreciate that. And a lot of them will say, you know, we'll send out the mass email, letting them know. We'll get messages back. Oh, thank you. Not a problem. Thanks for letting us know. So that's, that's for me, it's about being open and being authentic. With, with, my, with my subscribers and my customers. You mentioned pivoting um, to make sure that you're relevant. I know every entrepreneur is always thinking about what's next um, and that you guys recently launched a makeup only box. So tell us what's coming up for the company. Sure, um, so I'm super excited about our makeup lovers box. A lot of subscribers have been asking for more makeup. They want more makeup. So my idea, instead of including it in the, the classic box, box was to create the own, their own box so that they'll be able to um, be uh, immersed in this world of makeup and beauty. And so my idea with the, with the box was just to also, you know, add a little bit more of me and my background um, to the box was to marry fashion and beauty um, with this box. So Every season in the box, there's going to be a gift card or a winner who gets the bonus box and they'll get a gift card to shop at one of their favorite retailers. For our first box, um, uh, our gift card is going to be a $500 gift card for Neiman Marcus. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> the ears are perking up now, I'm sure, all, all out there. Yes. So that kind of marries, you know, brings my background in the fashion. So it's all about getting runway ready. So each season you'll get a collection of makeup um, for that season. So the first box is our winter edition box. And then you'll be able to go out and, you know, get some some look, new looks to freshen up your wardrobe to go along with your makeup. So that's the whole idea behind it. And then also in the box will be a skincare mask to help prep your skin before you apply your makeup. So I'm excited about this box <laughs> and they've been asking for it for so long. So I'm just happy to, you know, finally, you know, get it out there. 
Well, almost 10 years into it now, Dana, what would you say um, are the biggest lessons you've learned about running a subscription box? Um, I would say the some of the biggest lessons is um, making sure that you have a contingency plan in place. If, for example, your products are late, um, they may arrive damaged. Um, I've had an instance where a brand sent a product that the quality was not up to par. So it wasn't the, the sample and what I had tested, but they said something completely different. And so it's being able to stay calm and be able to find a solution um, to solve that problem. Um, also, building relationships with brands is important and um, doing what you're doing, what you say you're going to do in order to continue to nurture and grow those relationships with brands, because that's what you need in order to um, continue with your business. You have to have products for your, for your, um, for your business. I'm speaking particularly with, you know, in a beauty, if it's a beauty box. Right. Well, thank you so much, Dana, for sharing your small business success story. Everyone out there, please take a look at the company website, cocoteek.com. That's C-O-C-O-T-I-Q-U-E. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Cocoteek or Twitter and YouTube at Love Cocoteek. Check out the podcast channel on blackenterprise.com to find Sister Zinc and more podcasts from Black Enterprise writers, editors, and experts. Be sure to subscribe to Sisters Inc. on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And if you like what you hear, show us some love by leaving a five-star review or put a sister on by spreading the word. This is Alisa Gums with Sisters Inc. for Black Enterprise. Thank you for listening. <laughs>